16 minutes it is after 8 p.m. You tuned in to Metro FM Talk here on the Mighty Metro. We come to you from our Seapoint studios uh, at the South African Broadcasting Corporation. And uh, this, uh, of course, uh, on the sidelines of the mining in Daba. We continue to bring you uh, the latest uh, insofar as that is concerned. It's our SMME exchange discussion, uh, which we bring to you every Tuesday. Uh, as we take a look at uh, the latest coming out of uh, small, medium-sized and micro-enterprises. And today, I have the pleasure to be joined by the folk from the uh, state diamond trader. Now, I know uh, many of us don't know what, what the state diamond trader is. We, we, some of you don't even know we had a, or that we do have a state diamond trader. Um, and of course, that's what, that's what we do here. On Metro FM Talk, we bring you closer to all of the things that you ought to know about. And, uh, you know, today we don't only tell you about the State Diamond Trader, but we tell you about a fascinating program that they have for young South Africans uh, from an enterprise development perspective. And I'm joined uh, in our studios uh, here uh, in Cape Town by Conrad van der Ross, the operations manager at the uh, SDT, the State Diamond Trader, and also joined by Godfrey Manche, client relations officer out at the State Diamond Trader. Godfrey and Conrad, good evening to the pair of you. Welcome. Good evening. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Good evening, Abongas. Yeah, Godfrey, come closer to the mic. Thank you. Come closer to the mic. Sky Taba mic. Come closer. Come closer. Come closer. Huh? Yeah. Look, I, I got to see your stall uh, earlier on today. And I must just paint a picture for, for some of our listeners because uh, I was there. And when you get there, guys, there's like a, a scale. Né? Um, I don't know if it's a customized scale just for, for diamonds. Then there's a massive diamond that's just chilling on that scale. And then there's like smaller diamonds that are just decked out there. And I was like, is this not like a security risk? Are these real diamonds or is it just, just for demonstration? So is it real diamonds, Conrad? Just for demonstrations. I think if it was real diamonds, we would have had security there with big guns. Okay. And unfortunately... But I mean, who, who would come and steal? There's rich people there. I mean, who, <laughs> Gentlemen, thank you to the pair of you for joining us um, tonight, uh, Conrad and Godfrey. And Conrad, let me start with you. When we talk, and just off air, we're talking about just, you know, the state diamond trader as a creature of statute, uh, both by the uh, Diamonds Act of uh, uh, 1986, Section 14, but also it's a Section 3B institution in the schedules there in the Constitution. Uh, state diamond trader, what is it that you guys do? Uh, because we often say, you know, we want state involvement in the mining sector. And actually, what a lot of South Africans don't know, we do have state-owned mining companies. We do have a state diamond trader. So to some degree, the state is involved uh, in the mining sector. But the SDT, what do you guys do? Well, thank you for that. Absolutely, the state is involved. And I think, to your point, uh, we, need, we need, needed to get involved. Um to ensure that the whole agenda of inclusion and transformation is um, um, realized within this diamond industry. Mm. So State Diamond Trader basically buys and sells rough diamonds. Okay. Um, legislation is clear. Producers have to show us their uh, full production. Mm. We can select up to 10% okay. of the production um, subject to us agreeing on price. And I think that's important. I think we say Diamond Trader was established. Mm. Producers thought, wait a minute, they will select and they will give us prices. Mm. But we buy at market-related prices. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, so we are competitive in that space as well. And the idea is when we are buying this rough, getting access to it, we are placing these goods mm. in the hands of manufacturers. I see. In an effort to um, stimulate 
the value add, the manufacturing. The beneficiation, yeah. Exactly. I mm. mean, we've got an industry of over 150 years. Mm. It doesn't make sense that we are so small when it comes to the penetration space. Yeah, where does that happen? It happens in India, Antwerp, and India, other places. India, Antwerp, yeah. uh, Israel, USA. Mm. And then the question is, do they have mines? They don't. Exactly. And this is where government was deliberate in mm. establishing, establishing state I'm a trader to be that disruptor. Mm. Are you only buying locally? We are only buying locally. Mm. The um, legislation does allow us to go outside of the borders okay, okay. to substitute. Mm. But at the moment, we are buying only local. Mm. But um, there are plans to engage with our Sadiq brothers yeah, yeah. Um, um, and to see how we can actually also market their goods mm. you know, in, South, in South Africa. Sure, sure. Prakotfri, who, who are some of your clients? So you are the client relations officer. Downstream, uh, I think you know, uh, Conrad has already said some of the manufacturers, but just give us some texture and a sense uh, of um, you know, once you guys buy the raw diamonds, to what use are they put downstream? Uh, so our diamonds obviously are mainly for beneficiation purposes. Okay. And uh, our clients would buy for the purpose of cutting it. So, uh, let's say more than 90 registered clients, mm. there is a mixture in there. You would have clients that would purchase the goods, cut and polish them, mm. and sell a uh, deal those uh, uh, polished, and you would have those that are actually manufacturing jewelry. Mm-hmm. And, and, and some of the manufacturers in jewelry uh, would be buying diamonds from yourselves and other people as well, I would think. Ne? Yes. Correct. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, now, the reason why I ask that is because you are, have now decided to embark on an enterprise development program. I understand you are launching it tomorrow, Conrad. So, so tell us a bit more about that program and to what degree it starts to integrate young South Africans into the jewelry manufacturing value chain or even, I guess, into the sorting, selection and other things of the raw stuff uh, because I, I do have some elementary knowledge of, of what happens there, but you guys are the ones who know. You've got good knowledge. <laughs> Absolutely. I think with the enterprise, we are relaunching it tomorrow um, Tomorrow, mm. um, with five young uh, ladies okay. joining it. Um, but we launched the enterprise long before that. Okay. Um, when State Arbitrator was is established, there was a relationship with De Beers to provide technical support to government as a mm. new space. Sure. And when it, uh, in 2010, when State Urban Trader then basically embarked on getting its own employees, we deliberately went outside of the industry. We deliberately um, looked at young people um, that did not know really much about diamonds. And, and the reason for that mm. is the mines are not contaminated by you cannot do this. Mm. And Godfrey is one of those um, young people that knew nothing about diamonds that we trained over a period of uh, two years, sent them to De Beers and Kimberley to be, to be trained. Mm. Um, and over that period, um, was employed as a diamond valuator. So a couple of years down the line, 10 years down the line, um, I've got a group of young people that knew nothing about the industry mm. that's in operations, that is buying and selling rough diamonds, negotiating with guys wow. that have got over 50 years experience. And they're doing that confidently. So, so, so Godfrey, you are a product of, of this thing. Yes, I am. Wow. Eh, 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 eh. <laughs> no, no, because you, you know, sometimes when we talk about these programs, it's so difficult sometimes to put like a face and one's human experience 
to the program, yeah. right? So we talk about programs. Sometimes in our log frames, we say, no, this year we trained five, the next year we trained 12, you know, and they are just numbers. But to really put somebody's experiences to that, I mean, Godfrey, just share yours briefly with us. I mean, um, as um, Conrad has said, you went through the process with De Beers and Kimberly. How did that unfold? So um, it has been quite an interesting journey mm. and uh, uh, challenging, of course, you know, having uh, gra- graduated in 2011. Mm. And uh, obviously you are done with school and now you're entering the 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 market you're looking for employment mm. i was fortunate enough to come across that uh, advert on the newspaper sure. and uh the advert actually was calling for trainees rough uh, trainees rough diamond evaluators mm. i did not know what that was you know but uh <laughs> <laughs> the only thing mm. that uh, actually pushed me there was that wow diamond the natural resource mm. i mean i'm coming from an economics uh, background sure i sure. must get into the program got into the program was fortunate enough uh i started in 2011 first mm. uh, first june uh i think around the 19th we were sent to kimberley mm. uh i've never been you know uh, maybe out uh, to, to kimberley and we don't even know what to expect there but we got there uh we got to the academy we're taken through we're introduced into what we were going to do and uh it has it has been it has been an, uh, an interesting journey mm. you mm. know uh uh I, I you know what i'm i'm getting overwhelmed when i'm talking about this sure, because sure. uh the challenges that i have i have uh, came across in terms of becoming the diamond evaluator that i am today mm. you know i never thought that i would be there but uh, i'm happy that today like conrad has just said i'm able to be sent uh, on behalf of the state diamond trader to an inspection at a diamond producer mm. i'm able to sit there i'm taught of the securities i'm taught of how to handle diamonds sure. i'm taught on how to value how to put a price and uh, the nice thing about what we were exposed to at the state diamond trader we have about four operational departments mm. but uh, because of uh, being young and the institution wanting to expose us we have we we are kind of like all around us Oh, because you had to go through all of them, ne? Go through yeah. all the, the, the processes. You are given an opportunity to be at a, at a producer. Sure, you sure. You are given an opportunity to sit within the institution and value according to the categories of diamonds as we mm. are taught. You are given an opportunity to even sell, you know. And today what I'm doing, I can say that I'm actually a middleman between their state diamond trader and its client. Wow. Looking at the compliance so on and so forth you know kimbali process <laughs> yes, all of those all things those, okay all, those. all right all right conrad you know w- when south africans hear a story like that it goes against the narrative that is so common and it's a narrative that says we have these minerals we have no cooking clue of what it is to do with these minerals and i think for me it's such an emboldening story and it makes me ask the next question which is the cohort that you have now five young uh, African women who are in your program. What kind of skills and competencies, in addition uh, to what Godfrey has shared with us, that he has learned in the process, will be imparted to them? And I assume that the expectation is that thereafter, they will venture out into the market and do the same things or more mm. in the diamond market. Yeah, Absolutely. I think um, for us, it was about sharing knowledge, mm. breaking this barrier, um, of uh, people not understanding that they use diamonds and what happens with them. So we will embark, uh, they will embark on a six-month polishing um, course. 
they will embark on a uh, two weeks RAV valuation course. That uh, RAV valuation will also be conducted with us internally, where we will impart knowledge as well. We've got partners, of course, we can't do this, this by ourselves. Mm. We, are, we collaborate quite well with our clients, where they will also be stationed for a period. With your downstream with clients? With our downstream oh, clients nice. where they will be exposed mm. to the technology that these clients use, the methodology, the mm. lingo, all of those type of things. Um, with our enterprise development program in 2015, and through this collaboration with clients, we were able to send about 12 of our young people mm. to India. Yes, yes. For three months being trained over there, um, um, graciously at the expense of the of the of the client. Mm. Um, now, for most, it will be the first time on the flight. Yes, on a on a plane, mm. first time outside of the country. Go to a, a big country like India, exactly, mm. and a different culture. And what these young people came back with is this whole understanding about what's the difference between us and India mm. from a productivity point of view. Sure, sure, sure. And it's so amazing to see how that transition happens when the when the penny drops. Huh. It's a different person within that three months. It's a different person because mm. you have opened up the mind to the world. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you come back and they're able to analyze those. We were lucky to send some to Thailand mm. to be trained at the Moad factory. Moad is a very renowned jeweler, mm. the one that crafted the Miss Universe crown okay. that South Africa won. Oh, yeah. Um, so it's all about exposure. And to your point that you made earlier, mm. that some people think these type of things are tick box. We want to report on it. Numbers. Yeah. That's not mm. what Say Diamond Trade is all about. The um, guys that were part of our enterprise in 2015 is still part of our family. Mm. We're still following up on them. What are what are they doing? What's happening in their in their space? And from that 27 that we had initially, we got four established companies now. <laughs> uh, these guys are marketing. They are polishing. They are marketing. They 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 they, they polished. We took some of them to Singapore as well. Mm. Um, exposure, exposure, exposure. You know, wh one of the things, Conrad, that for me, just as you're talking, comes to mind. Associated mobility, once you have the skill or you have an enterprise in that space, you, you, your skills are relevant not just to South Africa. I take you to Khaberoni tomorrow, you are relevant. I take Correct. you to Namibia, Correct. you are relevant. I take you to Israel, Antwerp, India, Switzerland, wherever, you are relevant. Correct. Uh, because insofar as diamonds will still be relevant as a marker of a milestone, marriage, whatever, yes. you will remain relevant. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hmm. So, so you say it's a three-year program, uh, Godfrey. Yes. Th this program, after the three years, um, do you take one intake, run it for three years, and then take the next intake? We we do not necessarily do it that way. Okay. We are obviously guided by what would be happening within the institution, what would be happening within the market, mm. the position that we are we are at. Like for for. For example, in 2015, we in that year, I think it was 2015-2016 financial year, mm. and we had about two groups that came in there. Okay. Right in the same year, in the following year again, 2016-2017, I think we had about three groups that mm. came in there. So we would be taking. Uh, I think in in the beginning, the first group that we took it was about five. 
uh, the second group there was about three then we started maintaining uh, the standard of taking five trainees at a time mm. yes so so maybe advise me here so so in a sense what you're saying godfrey is it depends on the capacity you have both in terms of the ability of your personnel to train yes but also the resources that you have yes okay all right conrad your mandate you must teach us here because you see we are learning now we know you have a uh, enterprise development program we know what you do I, i'm looking at something here it says you are empowered by law to purchase up to 10% of run of mine production from all diamond producers what is run of mine production okay. and then the second thing is ah because if you are entitled to buy are the diamond producers obligated to sell to you okay uh, let's start with the run of mine because that's always the question what is yeah, run yeah. of mine to the layman um it is how diamonds are extracted out of the ground after it has been washed. Mm. So diamonds come in all different sizes, number one. Number two, uh, quality, mm. uh, color. They come in different shapes. Mm. So the whole idea with the run of mine is, and le uh, the legislators were um, very accommodating in the sense that they did not want state diamond trader to um, disadvantage the producer. Mm. Mm. So here's the random minus all categories of diamonds that we get a representative split from. So so run of mine is like a lucky packet, basically. With everything inside it. So every mine must give you ten percent. Are they obligated to sell to you? Or uh, are you obligated to buy? We are there's the situation of inside said in the beginning, it's mm. subject to us agreeing on price. Okay. So the producer will have their price. We will come in and value and make sure that the ten percent is representative. Mm. We'll have our price. Okay. Legislation then allows for the government diamond value to come in. Okay. And make sure that the producer's price is fair market value. Mm. Then once that process is done, uh, state diamond trader, remember, state diamond trader has to make a margin. Yes. Yes. And if it doesn't make business sense to state diamond trader, it will decline to purchase. Mm. So okay. even with the producer, if we've got a good relationship with the producer, we can negotiate further. Sure. Further to post the GDV, verifying that, that price. But you have right of refusal also. We have right of re refusal. Okay, so in a sense, your role is also to become, and you'll correct me here, buy of last resort for some of the local producers. So they are assured of some demand from you guys annually? They, they are, uh, yes, they are mm. um, subject to that. Uh, but I would say first, first choice. Okay, so um, buy our first resort. Yes. Okay, all right, all right. Godfrey, let me bring you in here on another issue. You yes. know, uh, somebody called me the other day, and we did a story a few years ago of uh, communities in the Northern Cape, ne, who had, and I don't like this term, zamazamas. We, on this show, we call them artisanal and small-scale miners. Okay. Now, one of the things that I was trying to understand is there's a licensing regime for some of these small-scale and artisanal miners. Yes. Would some of the people you bring through your program be potential buyers of that output? Because, you know, one of the areas I still want to visit in South Africa is Alexander Bay and uh, Richtersfeld and, and that part of the world. I've heard beautiful things about it. But I know pe many people in that area are wanting integration formally into this value chain. Yes. Would the entrepreneurs who come through the process be potential buyers of whatever output? Or would even the state diamond trader be on board to buy from some of these smaller players or even junior miners? Yeah. Definitely, Ayabonga. Uh, remember, in South Africa, uh, any institution that is 
licensed mm. or authorized is in a position to trade with another institution that is authorized sure. and permitted. So uh, yes, our 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 program graduates are actually in a position to trade with such uh, small scale mm. miners, you know. And uh, even the state diamond trader, remember the state diamond trader is a diamond trading institution. Sure. So what we do, we buy diamonds from uh, the producers. Mm. So that small scale miner in 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 our eyes is a pro, a producer of rough diamonds mm, yeah mm, mm. are the margins good in, in this trade i mean i'm, I'm so interested in that conrad <laughs> well let me explain to you this way yeah you're looking at the diamond pipeline yeah yeah uh, let's start with the with the with the with the with the mining companies it is estimated that the double digits are profits are made there hmm. at the miners and then we stayed i'm a trader now sits in the middle mm-hmm they're estimating that the margin is about one to five percent, which is a single single digit, and hence the negotiations become important. Mm, okay. um, it's it, the single digit sounds a bit low, but when you're pushing volume, yeah, yeah it can add it up. becomes a bit lucrative, and yeah, then of yeah. course your wholesale retail that's again double digits being being made there, mm. and hence most of our clients are in the jewelry space. Okay. Are, are you finding in that jewelry market that people are looking for synthetic alternatives, or is it still I want a diamond? Diamond, natural diamonds, are are there and are still there to stay. Mm. It is still that allure of how can uh, carbon basically be formed by nature mm. and go through that millions of years of mm. uh, transportation from the core of the earth, and then here you have this rough rough diamond. Lab-grown diamonds, mm, yeah, they are there. Mm. They are made in the lab. Um, yes, they've, they've, they've. Some of them got the same qualities as a diamond, but it hasn't got that whole history sure. of nature. Mm. So there is a place for for lab-grown diamonds. Um, us in the natural space do not deny that, but we are saying declare that it is n- not natural. Sure, sure. And be honest with the con consumer. Mm. And I think through certain programs, we realize that, wait a minute, there is a space, but in costume jewelry. Oh, I see. Okay. okay. Yeah. So for productions, if I've got a movie or whatever, uh, th- I can use a synthetic. Th- of course, you wouldn't want to use a real diamond. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. I don't think the SAPC in some of its sets would use uh, uh, a real diamond. But, but maybe just a last comment. And I, and I think it's linked to something important that both of you were saying. And I want to get your perspectives, both of you, on this. Sorting, cutting, the marketing of it and all of that present their own opportunities because there's machinery, right, that cuts. There's machinery that allows you to see, right? There's the, uh, you know, then there's all manner of things. How much of that machinery, because we're interested also in industrialization Mm -hmm. here on the show. How much of that is there a possibility of producing locally? Conrad, I'll start with you and then uh, Godfrey will get to your view. I'm actually happy that you asked that question mm. because the one thing that we discovered as State Diamond Trader that was lacking mm. in the diamond um, penetration space is research and development. Mm. All of this technology has been imported, yeah. which then in itself poses a challenge for entrepreneurs yeah. because of the cost. And then automatically they are out of the picture. Mm. And that's why State Diamond Trader as well is em- embarking on partnering with, with uh, institutions that can do this research and see how we can find a way mm. of um, uh, creating these machines in much cheaper 
in South Africa. Why not? Yeah, yeah. South Africa, where we are situated, we can feed all of this into Africa. Mm. So there is that opportunity. But now at the moment, very little R&D has been done mm. in the penetration space. And we will be addressing that with industry yeah, uh, players yeah. and industry bodies as well. Mm. Because I think it's a very important aspect. Yeah. And to your point as well, when you're talking about um, technology, 85% of what we produce is manufactured in India mm. because of the labor costs. South Africa, we're looking at $100, $150 per carat to manufacture. Yeah. India, 45 35 What? So, so India is three times cheaper. Absolutely. But there's much more to that, though, as well. Okay, if you look sure. at the class, yes. the way India set up, yeah. we've got a pro progressive labor law, and rightfully so. Correct, yeah. So how are we going to address that mm. through technology? Sure, sure. We need to address it through technology in order to ensure that we minimize the amount of rough diamonds yes. that we are exporting. Yes. There's an opportunity there. Mm. And we are ready to tap into it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we are not scared about these things. Uh, we are deliberate in our intent mm. and we are unapologetic Aye. because we plant a seed. Like they said, when you plant a tree and a seed for the tree to grow, it's not for you to enjoy the shade. Yeah, it's for the next generation. Absolutely. Sure. And that's where State Diamond Trade is. Sure. No sure. wonder they call us a heartbeat of beneficiation. Aye. We feed that heart. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think it's the same question for me. Yeah? Yes. It's about. I, you know, just thinking about it as a layperson, there are so many potential opportunities for us to manufacture things that are part of that chain, value yes. chain. It might be, what do you call those things? Those lenses, magnifying, glass. yes. magnifying glasses, yeah. the sorters, you know? So, so from where you are sitting, um, where do you think the lowest hanging fruit might be there? Look, uh, uh, um, looking at the fact that uh, South Africa produces about... Uh, 65 percent mm. of uh, goods that we at this stage normally say they are economically not viable to, sure. uh, to process in south africa uh we really need that technology to come to come in you know mm. because uh, answering to that uh, challenge would obviously linking to us creating much more employment for exactly. for the young people, mm. you know, and benefiting the program that even now we are running, you know. So us having that uh, technology in place would uh, allow us to even attract even much more young people to come experience mm. what the industry can offer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Conrad, let me give you the last word as we wrap up. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I have millions of other questions, but we're going to have to leave it here. Uh, and I'm going to come and visit you. You're in Kempton Please Park, do, yeah? please do. I'm going to drop by there. I must come and visit. But, but Conrad, you know, somebody is listening to this show. They are in Khaleshiwe. They grew up in an area where they know historically it's a diamond-producing area. And they're saying, in the future, I would like to be somewhere in this value chain, you know. How do they get involved how do they you know position themselves to get involved in maybe the next wave of this enterprise program that you're going to be launching tomorrow i think the most important thing to remember when we are um taking on people we don't create more barriers mm. um we okay it's gonna sound a bit funny but some will say you need to have a become in and, and and no five years experience we don't need your that. own car <laughs> we need your matric and we just we need your eagerness mm, to learn mm. that's it and we will in invest in you wow that's what we will do um if it's um you know the townships we used to, we started with our outreach programs 
provincial visits. Mm. And the whole idea with the provincial visits was to break down these barriers of not knowing. Mm. Um, and in certain, some of the, um, the provinces, they have got incubators as, as well. We are playing in that field in the sense that we partner with them as well. Mm. Mm. So State Armour Trader is ready to come to any province. Sure. And to have a dis- discussion around this. We are agile in our programs. Mm. So we can tailor-make and we can bring along um, industry players mm. on a week visit. We can bring jewelers along as, as, as well. Please take them to the schools, hey? Just to open... Absolutely. You know, because... I mean, I, I, I think I went to, to a relatively well-off school, you know? I mean, we had some degree of career guidance, but I didn't know that there was an entire world out there. Mm. I knew you dig up diamonds and you ship them off, right? Yeah. Somebody else does it. Yeah. But I had no idea that, you know, there was this diversity of economic opportunity there. And I think it has to get to, you know, as many of our schools and into many corners of this country as it can. And I want to thank the pair of you uh, for helping us start that process. Um, and good luck tomorrow. I'll come and check in at the stall again. Uh, but uh, good luck with the launch of the Enterprise Development Program. And kudos to you for the great work. Um, and, uh, yeah, long may that work continue. Thank you very much, uh, uh, both Conrad and, and Godfrey. Thank you so much for having us. Thank, Thank you very you much. Sure. That there was the team from the State Diamond Trader. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. South Africa, Yeah, I know you people. You say, no, no, no. South Africa, you know, pit to port. We don't beneficiate. The state must get involved. Let's start with what we have. Uh, because that's a good place for us to start. And uh, here it is, Schedule 3B Entity. We also have, by the way, a diamond miner, Alexco. And we could have spoken about that tonight as well, but uh, let's keep that one for later. Let's take a brief break now and uh, we'll continue on the other side of this.